almost like not it's like not art almost it's like let's like put words on a box and then like let's make that like an nft which like for me is like what does that mean you know like welcome 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 everybody to episode zero of the lowest ass podcast we're kicking it off today with a whole bunch of awesome topics. We're going to talk a little bit of running back today. We're going to talk about pumping NFTs in a bearish market for a brief period of time, of course. And then obviously, John and I, we're going to talk about our recurring segment, Best Lowest Asks. Um, I think it's going to be a great start to the episode. Do you have anything to start with there, John? Um, I'm just really excited to tell you guys um, that uh caleb got onto uh to, or he's gonna be featured on top shots website i'm pretty sure so can we can you can we break off a piece of that real quick or is that in the wraps <laughs> well yeah so i mean in the live in-person uh shooting competition basically where you got to make a moment of yourself to show off and make it similar to a current nba top shot moment i did make one uh of cole anthony's forty thousand mint uh buzzer beater and cole anthony did like it and uh, I've been told that it might, it might be featured on the website. So right. it's no big Who deal. Knows? I'm, I'm a big deal, but it's okay. You know, we're basically still confirming people. that Cole Anthony is, Cole Anthony is going to be on this podcast someday. We're just basically confirming that now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what that is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> call our shot now episode zero let's yeah let's jump the shark immediately <laughs> i'll see you soon cole i'll see you soon anyway all right let's get we just started wanna, we just want to give a brief over overview of what the lowest ask is uh, the lowest ask is a media company yep. that john and i personally founded um, over a mutual love for nfts and nba top shot we're both huge basketball fans lifelong and we just talked a whole bunch behind the scenes basically about uh, our perspectives on basketball, on NBA Top Shot, on NFTs in general. And we just had a very similar mindset. And that that was, there were a number of perspectives in the in the NFT space that didn't get mentioned a lot of the time, or there was some things that didn't get talked about, or sometimes the smaller, the smaller non-whales basically didn't get, uh, didn't get their fair share of mention as well. So we kind of just wanted to bring a new fresh perspective. Uh, the lowest ask is all about inclusivity and making sure that everybody gets a voice in the nft space and um i think i think that's what that's the goal that we have in mind is just making sure that everybody can have everybody has a great time and makes friends and can have the best (laughs) advice they can possibly get heck yeah man we're here to we're here to have a good time and we're here to also just like own a bunch of cool stuff virtually (laughs) and show off it later when we're old and uh you know has it down to our kids or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah we're here for both a good time and hopefully a long time that's the goal a long time exactly yes exactly. that's exactly. so good you're right you're so anyway right. let's right. get it kicked off all right so i want to talk about some running back actually um mm-hmm. john and i have talked and we both picked a season out that running back could feature um, and we both chose we talked beforehand to make sure we didn't choose the same season we don't know the moments necessarily that are happening during the season. So we were just going to chat it out and um, talk about those seasons and what made them awesome and why they should be the running back. So I'll open the floor. John, you can go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I was I was running through the answers in my head. Like there's so many, like I would say like the last 20 years, the years that I have been on this earth have been like entertaining, every single one of them. Um, and I and then I kind of talked off mic about this. And we have some honorable mentions that we already want to do because it's kind of hard to pick one, but I will say that the one that everyone thinks of rats off their head is the 2016 NBA season, which is the one that gave us the historic. 3-1 series lead being completely obliterated. Um, it's bittersweet that I choose this one too because I am a Warriors fan. But also we had that was sandwiched by Warriors championships. So, you know, fine with it. Um, but I will say like it, like just for everyone who doesn't know already, um, there are several like historic moments um, in that season just off the top of my head. Like three players that it's like are I would say top 50 all time and some of them top 10 even uh played their last season so Kobe Tim Duncan Kevin Garnett they all played their last season that year um and uh I would say just like uh off the top of my head like the I, I don't I don't see how you pick this year for like a running back and don't use um like Kobe's 60 point game his last game uh in Staples Center you know, like that, that game is insane. Um, I, I just like, I remember where I was, I was, it was in my, my apartment and I was watching it just like awestruck. I think I was like, literally just like alone watching this game. And I was like, this cannot really be happening. Like I couldn't believe it um, because it almost just seemed too good to be true. Just like it being his last game and everything. And then he like comes out and like has this whole speech and everything. It's very heartfelt. And, you know, during the game, um, I think uh, Caleb might have mentioned this, uh, or he, he mentioned this off mic to me that like they're playing the Jazz, who like they found out midway through the game that they weren't going to clinch the playoffs. So, um, yeah, no. So they like completely disregard guarding Kobe and just give him this moment, which I think is crazy. Um, and yeah, no, just like that. The also, I think like it would be. It'd be really cool, but also be kind of, I don't know, it'd be kind of underwhelming to do this, but it'd be really cool if they just used his last two free throws as the moment, because, you know, he enters the league shooting like his free throws as his first points and then like free throws as his last points and caps off the 60. I think that would be really cool to see, but, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe they just like make like a set just off of that game or something like that. I don't know, but, or maybe like a set about, maybe a set of like um, players in their last game, like their best moment from their last game or something like that. That'd be really cool to see. Um, but uh, we kind of talked about this too, that like the grail moment would be probably the block, which is heartbreaking. I mean, literally heartbreaking to consider that it is like a top five moment in NBA history, but like it has to be. I mean, like, it, and if you watch this clip again, like, it is almost inconceivable that LeBron James is able to chase down, chase down this block. Like by the time Andre Iguodala is like on the fast break and he's like basically at the three point line, I'm pretty sure LeBron is still like at the half court. So like he has to make up so much ground. He, the only, the only way that like Andre Iguodala slowed down a little bit is because J.R. Smith gets in front of him a little bit. So he has to like move his body to the right and then he gets that layup, but LeBron like out of nowhere and he times it perfectly perfectly because like uh, like me initially when I was watching it I was like that's got to be a, a goaltending you know like that's but like a fraction of a second um 
on his part absolutely stellar so like that's got to be the uh the um the grail moment for me for, for the running back but i mean we could keep talking about this but i mean it's also steph's unanimous mvp season i mean it's the warrior 73 and 9 season um i and like the the rookie class was also very good that year um that was the first year for carl anthony towns so there's a there's just like a lot going on in that season um and and I mean you could, it, I mean you could consider that Steph is probably potentially his his best season of all time, um, which I mean I wouldn't argue about his this past season it might have been up there but like, you know this one he I I just remember every time I like, I was like walking back from my class and stuff because this was my first year in college was when this season was happening, I'd be walking back from my class and I would just see a notification like, it had to be like a third of the games that the Warriors had that Steph would be hitting some buzzer beater from like half court or like would, would like, you know, do some like crazy move or something like that. Like he was just on it that season. Um, And like, also like this thing that's less talked about, but I think I should still mention that the Warriors did also come back from a three, one lead that year as well, (laughs) but just earlier and against the, against the, uh, the thunder too, which like, you know, a lot of people would consider to be, you know, Kevin Durant's final straw, I guess, if you want to consider that as well. Um, But yeah, no, that, that for me was like a wildly good season. And um, just one last thing, if we're going to use that, uh, LeBron moment as like I guess it would be like the um, it would be like the grail moment the second grail moment would have to be um, the buzzer beating three or sorry yeah so like the Steph Curry's buzzer beating three from uh, that OKC game um, in, in February of that year where they uh, where they went to overtime and like he just hits it from 35 feet out um, and like if you watch it over again I, I've, I've seen that clip so many times but like in the broadcast they're doing that thing where like they'll like light up the three-point line um to show every time someone hits a three behind the three-point line just to like so the audience knows or like everyone watching knows that that it's like a legitimate three-point and like that was just so unique to see mike breen says bang twice which he like you know he saves the double bang for the rare occasions um you know so maybe they add the audio for that one and then maybe the audio for the lebron james block as well you know like i feel like those that the, those two moments are just so historic that they 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 necessitate as much um you know media as possible so i would say like you know throw in the audio throw in like you know the in court <laughs> audio as well you know as much as possible like like put those two moments um give them respect i would say um but yeah no that that 2016 season for me would be my favorite to see in a running back series yeah 100 i think that'd be a great season what about you caleb um Looking off to the side there at the beginning, I was just back checking that Utah Jazz thing. I mentioned it beforehand, and it is true. The Utah Jazz yeah. got to, got the update that they were the ninth seed halfway through the game, so they stopped guarding Kobe, obviously. Um, still awesome game, of course. I kind of went off the board, actually. I, I see a lot of people on Twitter always asking for 2001 because you get Shaq and Kobe, obviously. I went completely off the board. I went 2005 for mine, actually. Um, and I think personally, it's a bit of an underrated season to choose from. Um, the first moment that would be big is it's Nash's first MVP. Um, Nash obviously has a moment on Top Shot, obviously, already with uh, the Lakers, but nobody thinks of him as a Laker, of course. So it would be a Suns moment. 
um, so the second most or probably the most, excuse me, sought after moment of the entire set would probably be Tracy McGrady getting 13 points in 35 seconds. You yes. could probably, if you cut it nicely, you could probably fit that all in one top shot yeah. moment and talk yeah. about a action packed top shot moment. That would be 13 whole points in it. That's crazy. That's insane. Um, Iverson had the scoring title that year, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy as well. That he had a huge season. Um, you have the final Sonics playoff run before they leave four years later. Uh, the only all-star on that team being uh, Ray Allen. Nick Collison was also on that team, but I don't think he was an all-star. Um, Ray Allen also broke the, at that time, uh, three-point makes in a season record, same season. Um, Shaq moved that season to the Heat from the Lakers. It was that ugly parting between him and Kobe. Um, yep. And he moved on to the Heat to go play with Wade, so he could get a Wade moment in there. He got a, a new, sh- like an awesome first Shaq moment, even if you don't necessarily think of him as a Heat player. Uh, this is an off-the-board pick, but we talked about the WNBA um, a lot over the last little bit because of Top Shot adding the WNBA, of course. And one person who got their debut recently was Diana Taurasi, and she participated and won the Shooting Stars Challenge in the All-Star Game that season. An All-Star Game in which LeBron James, a very young LeBron James, uh, won the All-Star Game MVP as well. Um, Dwight Howard was the Rookie of the Year that season. Uh, There wasn't an enormous rookie cast to be honest, in that season. Um, we looked at the following season that had, of course, Chris Paul and Darren Williams in it, which is a really good draft. Um, this one, I believe, was just Dwight Howard, the little dang, um, which is not, which is a bit of a drop-off between one and two, <laughs> obviously. Um, and then I have the last one, I, I sorry, I had two more. Uh, Reggie Miller retired that season, so maybe you get the little going away party for Reggie Miller, even though he didn't have a, a spectacular moment or anything in his retiring season of course and then there's one moment mm-hmm. that top shot absolutely will not make a moment of and that's the malice of the palace but however if top shot does follow through with this yeah. ufc initiative maybe they can get that on there <laughs> wouldn't that be terrific <laughs> yeah no i mean I'm, I'm thinking maybe like like if shack adopts top shot and maybe he gets some uh, investment in it maybe we get a shack and a fool set I maybe said that's that where we put Miles in the palace, three months maybe? ago. Who knows, I swear man. to God, three months ago, I swear to God, I tweeted that out. I said, "Why is yeah. there no Shaq in the pool moments yet? If that happens, I'll I'll be right? cheating in the streets." I mean, there's gotta be. Yeah, hundred percent. He will finally be vindicated. I'll be yeah. vindicated. Yeah, Kill can stop like you know lobbying. Yeah. <laughs> I can oh, stop man. annoying. I can I stop that. annoying Jacob and Rohams DMing them constantly. You know. But. <laughs> just like sending them shacked in a full moment, just like guys, you're missing out on a gold mine here. You know. Oh you my gosh. Do. Look at this Sam Decker hitting his face on the ball several times. Come on. How do you not give him a moment? Oh, They'd man. never do it because the JaVale McGee market would get too saturated. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's, man. That's yeah, enough no, slander would. now, I it think, definitely probably. would. But um, – all right, so I actually yeah. kind of wanted to pivot. We give we give NBA Top Shot so much love. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, keep it real. It's true. We really, yeah. we really, really do, don't we? 
Um, I wanted to talk about uh, a pumping yeah. NFT. John, of course, is the resident NFT expert. Um, I tweeted out recently just saying, you know, what's the next biggest NFT? And now, now we have the expert on. So let's hear uh, what is one or two maybe NFTs that are just bound for a pump out of your, your expertise. All right. So, okay. Uh, this is the thing with like my segment is that like immediately when I say like what an NFT is doing right now, like by the time this comes out, could be completely different. But I will say at the time of our recording, um, there's this new sort of wave of NFTs coming out that's based on a loot series. So like, um, have you ever, uh, you've heard of, uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, right, Caleb? Yeah, sorry, one sec. We're having like, okay. we're delayed by like a good three seconds on my screen. So now we're gonna pivot onto um, some of John's expertise here. John is our resident this NFT expert, of course. Um, and I tweeted out earlier today asking about what NFT was gonna pump. And I got a whole bunch of random answers, obviously. Um, everybody trying to show their own projects, but we're gonna hear from the expert himself, John. Uh, what is an NFT that you think, maybe two, uh, NFTs that you think is could pump in the near future. Okay, so um, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be difficult because, like I said, uh, I mean, I mean, y'all kind of know already that the NFT market moves so quickly. Like recently, actually, we had a bear market for a day. So like, like we had a bear market for literally twenty four hours, and then it was back to like fine, um, and it was like the wildest thing ever. Um, but. That's all to say that like whatever I say right now could not be true by the time this comes out. But for right now, as we're recording, um, Caleb, have you ever heard of like you? I mean, have you heard of Dungeons and Dragons, like the the tabletop RPG? I'm like, aware. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you you are you you know that that exists. I know so, that it exists. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there is a there's like this new NFT wave that's going on right now where like the first thing was like it was called loot. So like this, it was called loot and then in parentheses for adventures. Um, and this whole project was basically like every NFT that you own has like different items. And it's literally just like a black, it's like a little black box. And then like in, in like order, different items. Some of them are like, you know, like uh, bow and arrow or like uh, water. And then some of them are like magic items, like, oh, like magical ring of whatever, Gorbor or some shit like that. So like, that's, that's what like, the first thing that, that happened about, I want to say like a week ago, about a week ago. Um, and so that was like, that came out literally it, it, it sat there for maybe a few days at like 0.3. Um, and right now, I think the lowest ask right now for that is like 17. Like it just pumped and pumped and pumped day after day after day after day, including on that day where we had that one day bear market. So like, that's literally like how it started. Then the next, so the next project that came out, which is also from like the creators of that NFT project was they said, everybody who has one of these, you are free to mint another project that we're doing um, called abilities. So like in D&D, there are different abilities that you have. It's strength, dexterity, charisma, constitution, and I'm missing one other one. Um, yeah, there's like, just like base stats you can have basically. Um, and so their next project was just like, these are like these five stats and then random numbers attributed to each of those stats. And that was like another like project that like they minted and stuff. And now there's like, <laughs> and now, I mean, uh, if you look now, 
that like it's funny because every time that there's some sort of trend that goes on in the nft market about a thousand people are like okay how can we make this like the wildest like postmodern version of it ever like um like when cool cats came out there were like 30 things that were like it's not cool cats but like it looks like that like cute sort of art style right um or like board ape yacht club you know every like literally board ape yacht club is like everything else is like okay let's let's think of another adjective and an animal and like that'll be a project now with this it's like i just saw one today and i actually bought one because i thought it was really interesting um there's there's a project called abstract loot so like it's it's they take uh, i guess the basis of like the words and stuff that they use for the original project for loot for adventurers and they like they like use some like generative code to like turn it into like a sort of like an art piece and it and it like moves and stuff when you open it and stuff it's like really interesting um by the time you listen to it it might not be in my wallet anymore so you might not be able to see it but just look up abstract loot um because that that was really interesting um nft machine actually tweeted that up tweeted about that today if you follow him um he talks about that a lot um but yeah no there's so i think right now that actually might be like a small wave of different nfts are going out right now of like almost like not it's like not art almost it's like let's like put words on a box and then like let's make that like an nft which like for me is like what does that mean you know like it's like funny because it kind of reminds me like i saw one the other day uh, I think yesterday yeah. I saw Patrick Ewing posting about like, mm-hmm. uh, yes. like basketball ones or whatever. Yeah. It's funny because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I saw I saw the list and it reminded me. I was like, why is the life of Pablo trending right now on Twitter? Like this is the weirdest mm-hmm. like art piece. Like because the, the Pablo album, that's what the album art kind of looks like, just inversed, I guess, in terms yes. of color. Right? Yes. I was like, that's super weird. So that does make sense, though. That makes sense. Yeah, no, like literally it, it is so intriguing to watch like how quickly different derivative, derivative derivative projects come up after like something that is so successful. Um, but like in real terms though, I think that like I mean there are some there are some other really good projects out there. Like, but just check out like derivative derivative stuff. They can it can sometimes be just as successful. Um I'm trying to think of other stuff. Uh if you if y'all don't know about Solana like solana is like another uh it's like i mean basically it's like another market for nfts but it's it's based on the the soul uh crypto and not ethereum um so check that out they ha- they're starting their own sort of new wave and stuff like that they have their own they literally have their own like apes now and like they have their own me bits now um so if you want to maybe see if like that's anything um there's stuff that's getting sold on there for like a decent amount of money. So if you like want to maybe like have a fresh restart on a new platform and stuff like that, maybe buy up, buy up some Solana because also the, the crypto is also doing pretty good. It's been rising um, for like the last like two weeks. I think it's up to like last time I checked like over a hundred dollars per one uh, soul. So I would say, check that out. Caleb, do you have any questions though about like NFTs and stuff? Not really, not off the top, to be honest. We we're just kind of curious about what mm-hmm. was pumping. Uh, I have seen a whole bunch of like Cardano as well. A lot of people like shifting yeah. off of Ethereum based on just all the crazy high gas prices. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what do you think of all of the different alternatives for Ethereum? Like, what do you think would be the go-to alternative, like where everybody would go? So the thing is, is like the reason that Ethereum is so important is because it's had a history of 
of nfts space um so like the reason that like people who people who are like interested in like nfts but like can't afford it they and they go to seoul and solana or or you know cardano and, and other places like that foundation like other other platforms and stuff those places haven't had the same history that you know OpenSea has or rareable or other places like that so like they have somewhat of like more of an uphill battle to find that sort of legitimacy mm -hmm. which is why projects that you know we even still see in open sea daily of like people getting rugged on projects and stuff like that it's way easier to get rugged on like other platforms like that so like that's why i think like that's the uphill battle that they have to fight that's not to say that like in you know five years that like ethereum won't have like a, a formidable competitor um in terms of like a a market and stuff like that but i think like right now the fact that like they like they are the they are the place where you know like board api club was born and stuff like that and, and other projects just as successful and these blue chips are being solidified every single day like i think that is what gives them legitimacy le legitimacy that i don't think that um I mean, I think that other places could do that, but again, it's going to take that time. You know, people are going to, a lot of people are going to have to back, back these other places before they find the same legitimacy as, um, as OpenSea and Ethereum in general. So um, I would be excited to see it though. I think, I think there's a good opportunity there. It's just going to take some time. I think there's, I, yeah, I think there's an area of opportunity there, especially right now, because if you just scroll Twitter for five minutes, you'll see a dozen people complaining about the gas prices and what, and yes. what kind of issues that Ethereum poses for a lot of people, you know, like if you want to transfer stuff for your wallet, it's going to cost you $80. If you want to post something, it's going to cost you an incredible amount of money if you've never posted it before. So there's a lot of people that just get frustrated with it. And I think like, I think a lot of us in the NFT space and, and in general, basically, we're all kind of hoping that not only do the people that are in it right now continue to invest in it, including ourselves obviously but we also want new people to be able to get into it every day basically and it's incredibly difficult to get into a project when it costs hundreds of dollars more basically just to be able to buy something or just yeah. to be able to have a shot at something for example so the the point of entry just becomes much higher especially when we had really low points of entry mm -hmm. things like um the wicked craniums of the alien boys or the slacker ducks of the world for example that were mm -hmm. really cheap they get hurt the most by high gas fees because now you're paying just as much gas as you are paying for the actual NFT itself. Yeah, and that's what kind of throws people off when they're trying to mint stuff because mm -hmm. like people like want to get in on new projects and like very promising new projects. Like if you actually saw yesterday, there was a lot of uh, controversy going around about G Vol, which is um, by this guy named Kid Eight, um, who's like an artist who did a lot, who did a lot of one of one uh, art stuff. Um, and he did like a, he finally did like a 10K, uh, 10K generative project. Um, and there's just like all of this, uh, like people, all of these people wanted to get on this project because they thought, it, oh, it's a, you know, is well-made and it's a decent project. Um, and, and the way that, you know, you can mint and ensure that you get your mint is if you hike up the gas prices exceptionally. Like I'm pretty sure to mint, it was 0.1 ETH to actually mint, I'm pretty sure it gone up in the range of 0.7 to one ETH just to mint one thing. So like, unless you have that, you know, wide range of liquidity for you to work with, a lot of Ethereum to work with, you as a person who's trying to make it in the NFT world, you you don't have a lot of places where it, you basically have to like hit on a project that no one is talking about. 
mm-hmm. um, which is even harder. You have to look for, you have to look in the deep, dark places, or you have to go for, you know, one of ones and hope that like an artist gets really big off of their one of one projects and stuff like that. So like, it's just really difficult. I agree with you. The, the gas prices are insane. And like, everyone is hoping for some sort of solution, which is why Seoul and, you know, Cardano and all these other places are like saying, hey, you know, we don't have those kind of issues if you want to join us and stuff like that. And to, to me, I'm like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll dip my, my toe in and stuff like that. But like, until we see that sort of, you know, like legitimacy from other places and stuff, unfortunately, uh, you kind of have to, you know, just bite the bullet or just buy off of secondary because, you know, after a mint gets sold out nine times out of 10, the, the price will have a pullback because everyone loves to pump right after a mint. So you'll see some sort of pullback and then maybe you have a better re-entry there. But like, yeah, for the most part, it's really a, it's a toss up for how, how much it costs to just mint something in the first place. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That's uh, that pretty much concludes the normal NFT section for the day. I would say as, as depressing <laughs> yeah. of an end of that, it, uh, it may be, but um, I did want to move. We're to fine. Our... We're still early. We're fine. It's fine. Yeah. We're super early. It's yeah. fine. 10 years yeah. from now, we'll be looking back at $10,000 to mint, you know, four ETH to mint yeah. things. That was nothing. <laughs> that was nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So uh, I think, <laughs> I think I want to move us on to our weekly, uh, our weekly segment, actually, the best lowest ask that we're doing for uh, each podcast, basically, we're both going to pick a moment on Top Shot or an NFT that is mm-hmm. a great price at its current lowest ask, and we're both going to note it and why we think that they're uh, such a good deal. Um, today, we do have is a there... bit of a theme, I believe. Uh, I'll let you get started yes, on do. that if you'd like. Yeah. So, um, just just in uh, in line with you know uh, WNBA being added to the Top Shot brand recently, um, we were gonna pick our um, best lowest ask from the uh, the WNBA market that we have in front of us now. Um, which I mean, guys, like there's th- like <laughs> Caleb and I were kind of talking about this. Basically, all of them are a little bit undervalued. <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, no, just off the dome. Um, I mean like when you talk about WNBA and sort of like the Mount Rushmore players from the WNBA, like you, you, you include like Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird um, among others. And both of their, both of theirs are under 50 bucks each, which is like insane to me. Um, So, I mean, like it, and it's not that like, I think the foresight that you have right now to buy those moments is like pretty simple considering that like, you know, they are going to be like, go down in the history books of some of the best players and in the entire league. Um, So it's an easy buy for me for either of them. Um, Just for in particular, Zantarossi's moment is 45 moments as the time we're recording and Subert's is $39. So, I mean, guys, it's an easy buy for me. Um, I might actually, after we finish recording, somebody buy both of those moments just because, yeah, it's kind of crazy. What about you though, Caleb? I think for what it's worth, I currently own at least one of the uh both of those moments because yeah like you can't go wrong with all-time athletes in their sport basically like you're going down as the some all-time great athletes in the sport in general not even just the league just based on the amount of hardware both of them have um i actually went a little bit off the board here i went with Brittany griner's WNBA debut um little known fact it's the only dunk in the entire set up to this point obviously uh, at the halfway mark of the season um and she gives you the big flex at the end the tongue out 
it's it's a really great moment. She she gets up there, obviously, and I believe she had over 25 points in that game. Like it was a big game. She had double digit rebounds, if I recall correctly. And again, you're looking at a superstar in the WNBA. Like you can't you can't go wrong with that. She's a physically impending force in the pain. Like there's nobody that can stop her inside. So I think at $26, that is a steal and a half. I happen to own one. I paid over $30 for it and I still think it's undervalued at that price. So that's my best oh, to ask. I love it. Yes. Basically you're going to thank yourself later that you bought these moments at these prices. I really think so. Um, that's not to say like, I'm telling you to buy them right now because do your own research. It's not financial advice, but you're going to thank yourself later for buying these. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I'm inclined to yeah. agree. As someone who holds a whole bunch of them. That's the offer, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. Okay. Um, well, I think that's it. Have we reached? Was that, was that what we had today, Caleb, my friend? I believe that's the entire list of stuff for our episode zero. So that's pretty terrific. Oh my uh, gosh, this was episode zero. Jeez Louise. Yeah, my goodness, yeah. eh? I know. I mean, we've we've done we've done some episodes already, but this one has this is the one where it's just us, you know. Like we have to we have to say anything else. This is this is just us, episode zero. Um, all right, guys. That is the end of our episode of the lowest ask. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you want to catch us on Twitter, we are at the lowest ask. I am at threes catch him on Twitter. And Caleb, what are you on Twitter? I'm at real Caleb Lesko, C-A-L-E-B-L-E-S-K-O. Every day we are trying to get you guys in on the best projects and the best moments and just, you know, make sure that we're all in this together in this empty family. So thank you for joining us. Whether you're a cat, a koala, an alien, or a creature, your family, as long as you ape in at the lowest ask. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>